I really didn't know what to preach on today, so uh, let's just let's just jump in the book of Proverbs. We'll see if we can find something. All right, that'd be all right. <laughs> okay. Somebody said, "Do you do that very often? Every Sunday, every Sunday." You say you don't have time to study. Sure. Uh, it just that uh, you know I was tired. Please look in your Bible, the book of Proverbs. Let's see if we can find something for that will be pertinent for the hour today. In Proverbs chapter number 17, you'll find there a verse, I think, uh, nestled down there among all the riches and the pearls of God. Let me show you something. I, I just think this is a great, great, great verse. Verse number 6, Proverbs chapter number 17, and verse number 6. Children's children are the crown of old men. And the glory of children are their fathers. Someone has said you've never met a Wild West gunfighter as quick on the draw as a granddaddy is with his wallet to show the grandkids. Children's children. Glad it didn't say children and stop. Children's children are the crown of old men. Grandchildren are the crown and glory of grandparents. I never shall forget I made a mistake or one of my boneheaded mistakes. Went to see one of our children's, one of our parents' new child. Peering through the glass there in the nursery, not realizing that I had an immediate brain elapse, they brought the grandbaby and the child over to the window so I could see the mother and the grandmother standing right there. I don't know what would move me to say that is the ugliest baby I ever saw. Now, if I ever made a boneheaded mistake in my life, that grandmother reminded me quickly, firmly, that I was an era. But that was the ugliest baby I ever seen. A lot of folks say to me, isn't that baby so cute? Yeah, like a possum eating persimmons, cute. A lot of babies just are not pretty. You ever noticed that? Except mine. And they grew to be ugly real quick. The glory, the glory of a grandparent are the children of their children. In Proverbs 13 and verse 22, we find another verse in reference to the subject this morning. And the Bible says in Proverbs 13 and verse 22, a good man 
leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. You know, just as recent as yesterday, in studying that verse, I segregated finances and faith. All these many years of us having church bonds, and I think we're in our fifth edition now, and we've paid off four already. But because of that verse, I'd always buy my grandkids a bond and let it extend into several years so that when the bond matured, the grandchild would be starting to college or buying their first bicycle. The bonds wasn't very big. And all these many years, I've segregated uh, strictly finances, materialism to that verse. But I think God has something deeper, something of more value, something of more lasting. What's wrong with giving our grandkids our faith? A godly lifestyle. A faith and a hope and a confidence in a God who cannot lie. I think that would be a greater inheritance for me to pass on to my grandkids than a $250 church bond. What are you as a grandparent passing on to your children? Children. Another series of verses I found in the book of Psalms, Psalm 78. If you haven't got the drift yet, I thought I'd talk about grandparent in a while. Just because we're going through the Bible and finding these verses, that's all the reason we're doing that. I think God's will and God's desire for the grandparent. Did you know that we as human beings are the only, only part of God's creation? that the past generation does not just pass away, rot, and go into oblivion. Your grandkids are the only creation on God's earth that has the advantage of a past generation, the advantage of the experience and wisdom of a past generation. I've been breeding coon dogs now for 50 years. I wish some I had now would learn something for some I used to have. The dumb things I got now wouldn't even make good pets. I know some of them's granddaddy could help them along the way if they had, but that don't work. Your grandparents, your grandkids are the only part of God's creation that has the advantage of your influence, your faith, your experience, your way of life. Grandparents, the stabilizing factor 
in the life of a child. How many remember how busy it was when you were parents? Working yourself to death just to put food on the table. No time for the children many times. But now that you're a grandparent, why don't you open the door for your grandchild to see a little stability? Grandparents are not supposed to divorce. Grandparents will be there. When there's no place else for the kid to turn, what's wrong with being a grandparent and say, come in? Perfect kids, Lord, no. I got some grand, let's go on. Grandparents, the stabilizer. Grandparents, the re reinforcing element in society. Without some of we older folks and the values in which we embrace and the God in which we believe and the way of life that we cherish, if we do not stand and Pass that on. This world's going to hell in a handbasket. The faith of our fathers is quickly dwindling away to no faith at all. Grandparents, the only experienced individuals in raising children. It's impossible to be a grandparent without you have the experience of raising children. You said, I blew it. All right, tell your grandkids not to go that way. I thought I better read something now. You know, I'm, not, I'm just laying this out there. You say, are you a perfect grandparent? Yes. Totally, 100%, 110%. Yes, I am. Do you ever wait till your children's head are turned to give them something that they forbid them to have? Have you ever waited until... The parents' heads are turned, and you eat the peas for the grandbaby. You got that right. There's just some places you don't go, and that's green English peas. Uncooked, they make good ammunition for a slingshot. Cooked. <laughs> They splatter a dab. <laughs> Psalm 78, I'm going to be done by 12. You say, why? I got a bet for $1,000 it can't be done. <laughs> no, I don't. Psalm 78, 
I read for you out of the book of Psalms 78 verse 2. Watch this now as we read along. Does God have a plan? Does God have a purpose for grandparents? I will open my mouth in, the, in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old. We will not hide them from their children. Showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he hath done. The best thing I can tell my grandkids is God is good. God is faithful. And God is love. And God hung his own son on a cross because he loved you so very much. Verse 5 for he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them. Even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God. Who's going to pass that along? The grandparents. That they might set their hope in God. What is your grandchildren's hope today? Are they hoping that Obama makes the right choice? President Obama's not running this thing. God is in charge of this. And God is turning President Obama and uh, all the other kings and, and potentates. God controls them as the rivers in the sea. He controls them. We need to tell our kids that our hope is not in Washington, but our hope is in heaven. And we need to tell our grandkids, by a lifetime experience, God is real. Grandparents, don't cop out. Don't quit. Don't give up. God has a purpose for us that they might set their hope in God and not forget the works of God. Who's going to remind the generation to come how God has been good to the generation past? There's more to it than teaching your teenage grandson how to throw a slider or a curveball. There's more to it than fish hooks, tackling dummies. There's more to it. God has a plan and a purpose for grandparents. It's so that our grandchildren, they may not adapt to it, they may not believe it, they may not embrace it, but that does not let us off the hook to show them that God is real.
And then God is not changing his mind every time somebody buys a guitar or gets a drum on the platform of the church. God is same today as he was yesterday. And our grandkids need to see something that's steady, unmovable, and the same as he was yesterday. I didn't want to preach this because it's tearing my pant leg off. <laughs> Ain't God good? One grandmother said, my granddaughter came to spend a few weeks with me, and I decided to show her some of the old tricks of the trade. And she was showing her granddaughter how to sew and how to thread a singer's sewing machine. After they had finished the lengthy explanation of how to thread the machine, the granddaughter stepped back and put her hands on her hips and, and sat in disbelief. You mean to tell me you can do all of that and can't operate my game, boy? Ain't that the truth? A grandson was spending the night and the week with the grandmother. Wanting to show the grandmother what a great-grandchild he was. He arose early in the morning and made his way to the kitchen and served his grandmother coffee in bed. The grandmother took one drink of that coffee and decided it had to be the worst coffee ever to be made by human hands. But not wanting to hurt the little baby she gritted her teeth and drank every sip of coffee. When she had finished the coffee, she called to the little boy and says to the little boy, Darling, this is great coffee, but what are these little soldiers in the bottom of the cup. The little boy said, just like TV, the best part of waking up is soldiers in your cup. <laughs> Grandkids, ain't they a mess? Little grandboy said to his granddaddy, said, granddaddy, do you know you and God have something in common? Granddaddy straightened his coat, reared back and waiting for the great truth that him and God had something important in common. The granddaddy said, what's that, son? He said, both of you are old. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? You know, grandparenting is a lot of fun, if you let it be. A grandmother, and most of us are like this, we, we see all the toys and the things. If you were going to our nursery and look at all the junk and how the kids got to play with, 
I start feeling sorry for myself when I was a kid. I don't know how we made it without crawlers, walkers, jumpers, swings. Dear God, Mama just put us on the floor and if we crawled out in the yard and good luck for the dog, you know what I mean? We had to invent play things to play with. Honest. I, I, my dad never set out in the yard and built anything for me. I guess that's why I'm so creative. Grandmother <clears throat> was sharing with the grandchild. Said, honey, when, when we were young, <clears throat> we didn't have all the things you got. We, we had a swing made out of a tire swinging a rope from the tree out in the yard. Uh, we rode our pony just about everywhere we wanted to go. Said we had a lot of fun picking raspberries and blackberries and things like that. Little girl looked at her and said, boy, I wish I'd have met you sooner. I just wondered today, does any of us have time to be grandparents? I just wondered today, does God have a plan for us as grandparents? Did you know that as recent as maybe eight, nine years ago, that 67% of all Americans were grandparents? Did you know that 75,000 Americans become grandparents every month? You know, I think maybe godly grandparents could turn this nation around. Godly grandparents. Average grandparent becomes a grandparent at 47 years of age. That means I've been a grandparent for three years. Someone has said, if you would civilize a man, begin with his grandmother. Not his mother. She's too busy raising kids. Most generally, she's too busy pacifying her husband that ain't grown up yet. You notice we've already taken the offering. Someone said, few, few things are more delightful than grandchildren fighting over who gets to sit in your lap. The reason that grandparents and grandchildren get along so well is that they have a common enemy. <laughs> now, I don't know what they meant by that. Somebody said that the grandkids believe that grandparents are the oldest thing in the world. And after two or three hours, being with the grandkids, grandparents feel the same way. <laughs> you know, you think about it. 
Grandchildren are God's way of compensating for us growing old. I think grandparents deserve honor, praise, and a pat on the back. Some kids receive most of the support and the stability in their life from grandparents. I had the advantage of being reared in an Appalachian Mountain community. We never intend to check our family tree. And if anybody dares to do it, I'll put a contract out on them. My father's dad died when he was 18. I did not have the privilege of being acquainted with my grandfather on my dad's side. I didn't know it, but my mother's father was the meanest individual in the county in which we live. He later became the deputy sheriff in the county in which we live. But he was always kind and did things and spent time with his grandson. I can remember him doing far and above for his grandson. My grandmothers were quite different on my mother's side, part Comanche Indian. Never remember, I don't think my grandmother ever cut her hair in all of her life. I remember me at night after night, every night that I spent with them, she'd spend long periods of time just combing and brushing that long black hair. Reading a King James Bible. Praying for a grandson. I shall never forget the encouraging commitment that my grandmother had to the Word of God. I sat down to my mom and probably many times a year my mom would read the Bible through several times. She didn't understand a lot of it, but she believed every word of it. Let me give you in six minutes Grandparents have something that parents do not have to offer to their grandchildren. Grandparents are the only ones in the children's life that has time to play. Time too old to play. I'm too wise to play. There's another word, dumb, in the vernacular too, you can throw in there. I don't mean go play football with them, dummy. If checkers all you can handle, teach them how to win. 
fairly, honestly. Boy, what you can teach your children when you play with them. You can teach them not to cheat. You cheat in life, you'll pay life's penalty. You cut corners playing, you'll cut corners living. Who's going to show our children not to cut corners? Who's going to show our children the right way and the wrong way, the honest way, the dishonest way? What can you teach grandkids playing with them? Teach them how to live right. Teach them to play right. It's never, I, I never cease to be amazed me when Andrew and I play golf with folk. How absolutely people nudge at their own game. I've watched them kick ball out behind a tree. I found peas in the middle of the fairway. <laughs> Most folk who play golf, they don't play rules. They play like they want to play so they can write down on the card what makes them feel good. But I told Andrew all his life, don't you touch that ball. Hit it where it lays. Play it right. Don't cut corners. Man, you can teach your grandkids valuable life lessons when you're playing with them. I used to box with my kids when I was when they were young. You need to teach your girls how to throw a right hand. Gene Jr. boxed for the Panthers Boys Club when he was seven years old. I took my kid down, and he boxed in the same boxing gym that most of these champions in Fort Worth had boxed. Gene Jr. boxed, and, and they, oh, I got so much riff about teaching a kid to box. Yeah. You don't cheat in there. You roped in in there. It's all about you and that other guy in there. Amen. Do anything you can that the referee don't see to get on the top side of that guy. You say, you're crazy, but I'm having more fun than you are. Grandparents, most generally, have already retired. If they're not retired, they, they can spend time with grandkids, play with them. Play with them. Be interested in what they're interested in. I've been to the movie twice, I guess, 28, 30, 40, 50 years. Why pay for that popcorn when you can get it a lot cheaper out of the microwave? And just wait, it'll be on your TV pretty soon, and they might bleep them words out that you aren't supposed to be listening to anyhow. And I went to Tennessee, and my grandson, Seth, said, Grandpa, would you take me to the movies? I'd like me and you go to the movies, just me and you. How do you say no to that? 
I could have said, no, I'm a separated independent Baptist. I use the King James Bible, and I wear wingtip shoes, and I do have white walls above my ears. I do not go to the movies, Seth. But I compromised. And me and Seth went to the movies. I'd have to ask my wife what we saw. What was it, wife? What? We went to see Transformers. That is an educational, uplifting, nonviolent movie. Seth is about 11 years old, and me and Seth goes to watch Transformers. I don't ever remember anybody in the whole thing saying anything. It was womp, bam, boom, bang, whoop, bah, whoop, bah, clunk. And, and so when we got out of the movie, I thought I'd just check Seth's water. We was going down the road. I said, now, Seth, the next time you take me to movie, would you make sure it's an action movie? The way that Seth looked at me, I'm glad he did not have a gun. <laughs> Play with your grandkids. You got time. More time than the parents. Take time. Set their hope in God. Talk to them about God's wonderful works. Grandparents have time to stay with our kids. God help parents who have not lived long enough to be wise enough not to be talking about divorce all the time. Can you imagine the havoc it plays in the life of a child? not knowing if mom and daddy's going to be there tomorrow. Realizing they're going to have to make a choice about which one to live and which one not to love. Our kids need some stability in their life. Stay, granddaddy, grandmama, stay for your kids. I'm old-fashioned and an idiot, I know. But where I was reared in the country, the old home place was important to kids. Their parents moved here and there with jobs and opportunities and so forth and so on. I told my wife, my kids is going to have a place in their heart and life, their home place. Grandparents, put some stability, some security, some hope in those grandkids' life.
I try to do that to your kids. I'm not the grandparent. But I spend time with your kids. I look at your kids in the eyes. I get down to where they are because I'm no better than they are. And I get to their level. I'd like to see your kids serve the God that I love. When your kids need somebody, it's not changing. Not going the way of everybody else. And they need somebody to hang on to. I want your kids to be able to say, I'm going to go see the preacher. That's why I've stayed. Another reason I've stayed is nobody else wanted me. That's what hurts. Right, Doc? Stay. I want to close. Grandparents have time to pray with and for the kids. I should have an amen there. Pass your faith along. Lay up. Pass your faith along to your grandkids. You know, I just believe with all my heart that if we tried harder, we might exhibit a God before our grandchildren that they would want to fall in love with and serve the rest of their life. Teach our grandkids that their God is not a mean celestial policeman with a nightstick going to beat them over the head the first time they do something wrong. Dear God, they're going to do things wrong. That's when you send them back home. When they do things wrong. I have a great book in my office, and I, I would recommend anybody to read it. It's called Point Man, written by Steve Farrar. And in it, there is a, an illustration about a man by the name of George McCluskey. When George McCluskey got married, he determined that he would pray one hour a day, every day, from 11 to 12, for his future children. After he'd done that for a while, he began to pray not only for his children, but he began to pray for his children's children. Not here yet, but every day, 11 to 12. George McCluskey prayed for his children who were not born yet and for his grandchildren who were not born yet. One hour every day. As the years went by, his two daughters committed their lives to Christ and married two preachers. The two couples, the daughters and the preacher, 
produced four children, four girls, and one boy. The four daughters married preachers, and the boy surrendered his life to the ministry and became a preacher. The boy and his wife had two boys, and they grew up and they went to the same college. In the sophomore year, one boy surrendered his life to the ministry and became a preacher. The other boy, feeling the pressure, but yet he did not surrender to preach. He decided to go to college and earned a doctorate in psychology. His name was James Dobson. On over a thousand radio stations each day, telling parents to embrace Christ if they want good kids. All because a grandfather decided to pray for his grandfather. Granddaddy, pray for your kids. Granddaddy, lead your kids to Christ. Don't let this world have your grandkids. 